Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. I have been invited to make a presentation of our African heritage and what I think are the lessons for Jamaica. I think that there are many things, but unquestionably, the most important one has to do with family life. There is a lot that could be used to re-socialize our men and boys and our women and girls about relating to each other as spouses or as members of families. In fact, in my view, one of the key explanations for the level of social dysfunction that we experience in Jamaica within families and our propensity to violence is the deep social disorientation. Do not get me wrong, there are family breakdowns in Africa. There is spousal breakdown, separation, cheating, and what have you. But they have a structure in African communities that come to the aid of families in these times of crisis. Take the instance of a man and a woman in marriage with a third party factoring. And let us say that the wife feels obliged to leave the marriage in her own interest. There are meetings with both families, the wife's family and the husband's family and they wield considerable authority and influence. In fact, what the families decide in those meetings is the decision. The clergy is also part of these family discussions. Whether or not the couple continues in their marriage or separate, there is a structure and the civility to the family relationship going forward. In our Jamaican setting, the structure and role of the extended family has broken down entirely. And with it, a resource for stability and emotional support within families has been lost. We could do with the renewal of our extended family, our parents and grandparents, our aunties and uncles and cousins and in-laws. I have no doubt that much of the conflicts being played out in terms of interpersonal violence could be obviated if we could renew the role of the extended family. The other thing that strikes me about family life which we could do with in Jamaica 
is the calm respect, patience, and gentleness, which is a common feature of families. Let me share an experience of what I observed in a family with which I spent a long Friday afternoon recently. He has so far proven to be a very colorful third-year theology student with a past of working in the copper mines and serving as a police officer and now at last is a ministerial student in training. In fact, he is a chaplain for the police in training. He wanted me to accompany him to visit his parents' farm or plot of land in rural Chingola. It was about, it was a mid-Friday, midday on a Friday. It was, I was not pressed so I could afford the time. It is only 50 kilometers away. I would get back long before evening. So I went for the ride. Jeffrey would take me in his 1990 Toyota pickup with a history of gas pump trouble, but otherwise fine. A single cab pickup. So I went for the journey. He's a generous man, offering to give rides to everyone along the way. First, some tomato vendors who wanted to ride in the back of the pickup with their crates of tomatoes. He tried to give them a ride, but a load of men nearby prevented them from getting the ride by taking back out of the taking back out their crates of tomatoes from the back of the pickup every time they put them in. The load of men expressed the view that it is not in the interest of their business for these women to accept free rides from anyone. Then God, then Jeffrey stopped and offered rides to some men on the roadside who were transporting metal sheeting to Chingola. He took them to the market there. He also gave rides to a teenage boy, a teenage schoolboy, and a man whose truck had broken down. Finally, we arrived in Chingola to Jeffrey's parents' house, where he told me he also grew up. It was a house and a family you would find anywhere in any rural township in Jamaica. What was different was how gentle, gently they approached each other. It is obviously a beautiful family, though poor, who had been together through thick and thin, mostly thin, for decades. The family had eight hectares of land, about five kilometers from the house. One drives on a dirt road, past the burial ground, over some hills, past some streams, and then turn deep into the wilderness. And there it was, a beautiful plot gently sloping towards a stream with black soil. I had stayed silent throughout the ride, which included Jeffrey's father, his mother had stayed behind at home, and his two younger brothers, both of high school age, they came with us. The other two brothers no longer live at home and their only sister lives in Lusaka. When we stopped in the bush, 
Jeffrey said to me in a calm but firm voice, go and climb in the back of the pickup. Why? I wondered. So I asked, are there snakes? And he said, of course there are snakes. You are almost certain to encounter snakes. This is Africa, and we are Africans. Snakes are a part of who we are. I was not quite ready to hear that. I climbed up in the back of the pickup and was given a rubber pants and a pair of slippers. My shoes are fine, I insisted, but they will get wet, he said, and I reluctantly complied. I got out of the van having put on the rubber pants over my trousers and the pair of rubber slippers. The grass was quite high and wet and it was a steady drizzle and took some navigating. My eyes fastened to the ground looking for snakes. I saw none, but I fell in the muddy water and high grass. I slid and fell. Jeffrey's father gave a chuckle, but the others saw to it that I was fine. There was a hut made of wood and reeds and plastic up to the sides. It was cozy and waterproof. Jeffrey assured me that when the conditions deteriorate in terms of the weather, they sometimes sleep the night in the hut. He insisted that the snakes are used to them and do not enter the hut. The high grass were interrupted with patches of lovely, well-watered maize and African vegetables such as beans leaf, bean leaves and cassava leaves. Mr. Chiwala then started to reap both cassava and cassava leaves for my return journey. They kept going deeper in the bush. By this time, I was soaking wet and wanted to return to the van. They broke a root of sugar cane, and despite my being insulin-fed diabetic and usually very well disciplined, I could not help but devour half of the stock of sugar cane. In the rain, it was what the doctor ordered. There's a gentle stream below where we turned around, and the rest of the valley seemed biblical and serene. I was struck by two things. One was how gentle each of the family members, all men, were to each other. They helped each other. No instructions or requests was too difficult to grant and respond to. No one gets angry at, any, at the other. In any circumstance, in the, any circumstances, and the three hours together was full of tranquil affection and support. The other is how the poor live. The land is lovely. It is five kilometers from their house, although Jeffrey kept assuring me over and over that it was not far. He was, when the road is okay, before it, had, it has deteriorated, the road was in dreadful disrepair, bumpy and inundated by running water. Streams across it, stream crosses it more than once along the way. And it, it, in one place, the bridge had been washed away. But he tells me that it takes seven minutes when the road is in good repair. Or he says, we can walk or even run. When he was a child, it took half an hour, he insisted, to do the journey. They, 
do not have enough labor in the family to complete completely farm the eight hectares and the distances are challenged to get there daily. What is needed is the role of the state to offer a tractor on lease to for people like Mr. Chiwala or to grant agricultural credit with which they can hire labor and purchase farm inputs. The black soil and flowing water, flowing streams, which the land is watered, not to mention the steady rain, is abundantly fertile. It can produce abundance amount of maize and cash crops. I would also put in orchard crops like orange and mango or watermelon and cantaloupe and on and on. The family is thinking of about, about adding a pig rearing to their enterprise. An 11 saw operation would become a cash cow. But I think the five kilometers is a bit far away for the daily supervision that pig farm requires. It strikes me that the poverty does not need to be as intense as it is in Zambia. State action is needed to empower the poor. On the way back from the farm, the pickup gave way. It stopped while climbing a hill and would not continue the journey. Eventually, we replaced the spark plugs and cleansed the carburetor. By the time we got it going, it was night. By the time we got to Jeffrey's house, Mrs. Chiwala had prepared a meal of chicken and rice and African vegetables. They are a lovely family, courteous, gentle, warm, and welcoming. By the time we were ready to leave Jeffrey's home, his younger, younger brothers were making shima on a charcoal stove. I ate rice, but they ate shima. We set out on the journey back Kitwe. Jeffrey was worried we might not make it back home. I was not. I had seen too many old people break down in my life to worry after God had been good to enough to take us back from the wilderness. Well, it was raining at night and the windscreen, windscreen wipers do not work. We had a moment on the highway when visibility was nil but soon we were back in Kitwe. I changed my wet, cold shirt and got a cup of Milo, and I asked myself, why has poverty savaged Jamaican families with violence and roughness, but not in Zambia? How have desperately poor families managed to stick together, sons to treat fathers with utter regard despite their hardships? African men stay with their families, and families are so loving and so beautiful. What could we add to the upbringing of our children to make them respect, to make them be respectful and gentle? There are things we, there are things we happily take from America and England. Perhaps we should take some of things, some things from Africa. Their ability to remain respectful, to treat each other and to be gentle to each other and to be patient with their circumstances. I want for us to have exchanges with students from Africa and the Caribbean. I want for church groups to make trips. I want to see better exchanges of information 
so we can get to know each other. It will be good for both them and us. May God help us so to do. Amen.